0: Job chapter 19 verse 1 And Job answereth and saith, 2. Till when do ye afflict my soul and bruise me with words? Job is answering Bildad, who spoke in the last chapter. 3. These ten times ye put me to shame, ye blush not, ye make yourselves strange to me. His friends are acting like strangers to him. They're pretending that they don't know him because they've falsely accused him. They're pretending that they don't know that he is righteous. He says they've done it ten times. So far, they've given five speeches altogether, and in each speech, they not only falsely accused him, but they also refused to repent and take it back. You could say that that is why Job says ten times. But it was also just a figure of speech that ten times meant a lot. 4. And also truly I have erred, with me doth my error remain. 5. If truly over me ye magnify yourselves, and decide against me my reproach. 6. Know now that God turneth me upside down, and his net against me hath set round. It's a curious statement that Job makes that if he has done anything wrong, it's his concern alone, and not his friend's concern. This could be because he's already repented, and even his friends wouldn't be capable of understanding why he wasn't forgiven. Then he says that if they think that they are better than he is, that they must understand that God is against him, and that's why he's being attacked. It isn't because they're better, because they're not. In fact, he's more righteous than they are. 7 Lo, I cry out violence and am not answered. I cry aloud and there is no judgment. When he says no judgment, he means no judgment on behalf of the persecuted. He is persecuted. And in the Old Testament, judgment always means liberating the widows, the orphans, and the persecuted. When Job cries out to the Lord for justice, he isn't getting it. 8 My way he hedged up. That means that God has imprisoned Job. And I pass not over, and on my path's darkness he placeth. Wherever Job goes, there's no light for his path. He's stuck, he can't go anywhere, and that's why he's just sitting on that heap of ashes. There's nothing for him to do, he's sick, he's in pain, he has He has nothing. 9 Mine honor from off me he hath stripped, and he turneth the crown from my head. God has demoted Job. He's taken his rank away as a righteous man. He's taken the crown from his head and stripped him of his righteousness. In reality, he is mistaken. Job has not been stripped of his righteousness. All of heaven is watching and noting how righteous Job is. He has not been stripped of his righteousness, but he's being made to suffer as if he were, just as Jesus was never stripped of his righteousness, but he was made to suffer as if he was. When Jesus was on the cross, he took on the punishment for our sin, but he never became a sinner. Contrary to some false doctrine that's out today, Jesus never became a sinner. He became sin, meaning that he became the punishment for sin, but he himself never sinned, just as Job has not sinned in this story. 10. He breaketh me down round about, and I go, and removeth like a tree my hope. You know how you might pull a tree out by its roots? That's what's happened to Job. All of his hope for a good life has been pulled out by the roots. 11 And he kindleth against me his anger, and reckoneth me to him as his adversary. God is treating Job like an enemy, but he actually isn't angry with Job at all. But in Job's confusion, Because grief does cause confusion. In Job's confusion, he believes that God must be mad at him, but this isn't true. God is treating him as if he's mad at him, but he's not. Just as the father treated the son as if he was mad at him, but the father was never mad at the son when Jesus was on the cross. Even Jesus felt a moment of confusion on the cross. And Jesus said, My father, my father, why have you forsaken me? Well, he knew why his father had to forsake him. But in the midst of all that torment, pain, and grief, he had a moment of confusion. I'm not talking about spiritual confusion, which is apostasy and leads to sin, but mental confusion, which is part of the human experience. Job is not in apostasy. He's experiencing mental confusion. John the Baptist also got confused when he was in prison, because in prison, John was in a pit. There was probably rats and it was probably very cold, very uncomfortable. So it was a place of torment. And he probably wasn't getting fed decently at all. He may have not even had a bathroom. He might have been sitting in his own filth. And he became confused and sent a message to Jesus saying, Are you really the Messiah? And this was after John the Baptist had already proclaimed Jesus to be the Messiah. So you see how torment causes mental confusion. So when you are in pain and torment, God understands if you get confused, as long as you don't blaspheme his name, or blame him, or hate him because of it. These are things that Jesus, John the Baptist, and Job never did. 12 Come in do his troops together, and they raise up against me their way, and encamp round about my tent. His troops are his army of angels. But Job again is mistaken here, it is actually the demons that have come against Job with permission from the Lord. 13 My brethren from me he hath put far off, and mine acquaintances surely have been estranged from me. Here is more imagery of Jesus on the cross, because when Jesus went on the cross, all of his friends and family basically acted like they didn't know him. The women who came to mourn him, the Bible says specifically that they stood off at a distance, and that is a safe distance. They didn't dare get close to that cross, because they knew that they could be mocked, attacked, and accused. Even they, in their love for him, stood off at a safe distance. When John went into the courtroom where Jesus was, he was silent. He never said a word to speak up for Jesus. He stood in a corner, just silently watching, hoping that no one would notice him. And Peter remained out in the courtyard, which was what he thought was a safe distance. But when they accused him of knowing Jesus, he denied Jesus three times. Peter was terrified for his life. And when they came for Jesus the night that he was arrested, all of his disciples scattered. And one of them ran without his clothing because he was so afraid of being caught and imprisoned and tormented and killed that he didn't even have time to put his garment on. Because you know how men sleep without their clothing on. He had taken off his clothing and probably had his clothes wrapped on top of him but he wasn't actually wearing them. So when he ran off, he ran off naked to save his life. And then the apostles hid for days after Jesus was crucified. They were terrified to go out on the street. So you see how his friends estranged themselves from him. His family never went to see him buried. They were afraid to go bury him. So it was a stranger who buried Jesus. And this same thing has happened to Job because of Job's torment and terror that he's experiencing, his friends are pretending that they're not really his friends. 14. ceased have my neighbors and my familiar friends have forgotten me. He lost his friends in his tragedy, and this happens to all of us when we're experiencing tragedy. It's really hard for people to pick up the phone and call us, because they don't know what to say. 15. Sojourners of my house and my maids, for a stranger reckon me, an alien I have been in their eyes. Even Job's own servants, the ones that are still alive, are not taking care of Job, and they don't want to go anywhere near him, so even his own servants have rebelled against him. That's pretty awful when your paid servants won't take care of you. 16 To my servant I have called, and he doth not answer. With my mouth I make supplication to him. Job has begged his servants to take care of him, and they refused. This is very humiliating, and Jesus suffered. Similar humiliation on the cross. His friends denied him, they stayed at a distance, they pretended they didn't know him, they ran away from him. When he was at his worst point in life, that was when he got completely deserted. 17 My spirit is strange to my wife, and my favors to the sons of my mother's womb. Even his own wife and his own siblings are ignoring him and acting like he's a stranger. 18. Also sucklings have despised me. I rise and they speak against me. Job says that even toddlers hate him. Even babies don't want to go near him and toddlers say bad things about him. This is pretty awful when you're the pariah of the town. 19. Abominate me, do all the men of my council, and those I have loved have been turned against me. All the closest that Job had, including the friends who are sitting with him now, are against him. twenty. To my skin and to my flesh cleaved hath my bone. That means that he's skin and bones, and I deliver myself with the skin of my teeth. Job says he is alive only by the skin of his teeth, he's barely alive. twenty one. Pity me, pity me, ye my friends, for the hand of God hath stricken against me. There is no compassion and no sympathy in their speech. They are just blaming him and saying that it is all his fault. 22 Why do you pursue me as God, and with my flesh are not satisfied? His friends should know better. They know how hard it is to live a righteous life, and then on top of that to get persecuted even after you have lived righteous. They should be on his side, but they have turned against him. God has a right to be against Job. Job has never criticized God for being against him. He simply stated that God is against him. But he is criticizing his friends for being against him, because they are his equals and they don't have a right. But because God is his creator, God has every right to be against him. 23 Who doth grant now that my words may be written? Who doth grant that in a book they may be graven? Job says, someone should write his words down. And actually, somebody did end up writing his words down, but Job feels like nobody's listening, and therefore, why would they want to write down what he said? 24. With a pen of iron and lead, forever in a rock they may be hewn. Job wants his words hewn into rocks so that they last forever, and people from future generations can read what he said. Well, if that happened, because his words ended up in the Bible and centuries and centuries and centuries of people have read or heard his story. So he did get that wish from the Lord. 25 That I have known my Redeemer, the living and the last, for the dust he doth rise. This is another Old Testament reference to Christ Jesus is our Redeemer, he reclaims our lives from the grave and he will cause us to rise up from the dust, he will resurrect us, this verse is exactly saying that. The Redeemer, who we know is Jesus, he is forever living, and he is the first and the last, and he will raise us up. 26 And after my skin hath compassed this body, then from my flesh I see God. Job is saying that after he dies, he will be resurrected and he will see God, he does know that the Savior is coming, and that the Savior will resurrect us in the last day. All of that is Old Testament knowledge. People wrongfully claim that the Gospel is only in the New Testament, and that's an absolute lie. The Gospel is all throughout the Old Testament, and these two verses are more evidence of that. So Job expects to be resurrected by his Savior, his Redeemer, who is everlasting life. 27. Whom I, I see on my side, and mine eyes have beheld, and not a stranger. Consumed have been my reins in my bosom. Job says that he will see his Savior face to face. And this is absolutely true. Those of us who are saved will see Jesus face to face. Job says that he himself will see Jesus, and he won't have to hear about it from somebody else seeing Jesus. He will see him. 28 But ye say, Why do we pursue after him? And the root of the matter hath been found in me. 29 Be afraid because of the sword, For furious are the punishments of the sword, That ye may know that there is a judgment. Job is telling his friends, If you think I am the cause of the problem, You need to be really afraid, Because I am a righteous man, And if this could happen to a righteous man, Just imagine what could happen to you who are telling lies. That's what Job is intimating here. And that concludes Job chapter 19.